Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fully Expressed Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Marhefka, and I am excited to bring you the following conversations with some of the most interesting people I have ever met. When I set out to start recording the Fully Expressed Podcast, my intention was not to be the biggest, the most listened to, the most profitable podcast, but my intention was to be the most vulnerable podcast. And so as I interview our guests, my desire is to bring up stories and share experiences that they haven't shared before or they don't share regularly, to let us into their world even deeper so that we may learn and grow from their stories. And so far, we've certainly done that. Please check out all the episodes we've recorded on Spotify, iTunes, and all the other platforms. And if you love this show, please leave us a review, let me know, and also share this with a friend who you think might enjoy it. Lastly, if you want to support this show, please go over to trainingcampforthesoul.com. Training Camp for the Soul is my company where we do emotional healing, inner child work, and we teach people how to truly transform their lives. This show is completely funded by Training Camp for the Soul, so if you want to support me in the show, please go check out everything we have to offer over there. If you want to see the show notes and anything more about this podcast, go to chrismarhefka.com slash fully expressed. And then lastly, go over and follow me on the Instagram at chrismarhefka, where I share my own personal stories vulnerably, openly, and honestly. Thank you all for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fully Expressed Podcast. I'm here with my friend, Tasha Credle. And this is one of those episodes, like you've heard me say before, that I have no idea what we're going to talk about. There's no agenda, but I know it's going to be great. I had a very clear hit to ask Tasha to be on the show, and uh, I'm glad it was a full yes for you. So I'm excited to have this conversation, dive into your story, which I actually don't know too much about you for feeling so close to you and into the work you do. And like we were talking right before we pressed record, just some of your words that come through so powerfully that they're so activating for people. And I've felt that presence from you as well, which is probably one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on here is that your words feel very honest. They feel very honest to you and honest to whatever's coming through you. And that is really my intention for this entire show is completely vulnerable, completely honest. And yeah, cutting all the BS. Before I introduced you, we were just jamming on something around your name. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And so folks, I was asking Tasha how she wanted to be introduced. And your full name is actually Natasha. Mm-hmm. It's been interesting to navigate that because I just signed up for a mastermind and for six months. And that's, I'm in a whole phase right now of being like deeply committed to myself, to the work, to just my evolution in general. And so we're in the mastermind and the girls are like, wait, is your name Natasha or Tosh? And I was like, well, I go by Tasha Credle because it sounds good. But now I'm like receiving the hit that like, I think I actually might be shrinking myself a little bit with my name. And I never realized that just because I think Tasha sounds very 
playful and light. And then there's a concept in my mind that Natasha sounds like serious. And I've Mm. also like received a few comments from men of, Ooh, Natasha, that's like a stripper Russian name. And I'm like, Oh my God, like this is really. (laughs) So I think there's definitely an energetic exploration there for me that I'm just kind of observing. Uh Yeah. And there's that little part of me. I'm like, I don't want to go Tasha Kretel because there's my website, my pot, like everything is under <laughs> Tasha Credle. And I'm like, no, <laughs> all but the human things, all the we... human shit. But is it okay if I swear? Oh, a hundred percent. I just want to make sure before we get into all of this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I break that barrier okay. on like minute one of every episode. <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page. We're on the exact same page. There. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So you're going through some evolutions right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were just talking how we met about a year ago and how we're both completely different people like lived multiple years, maybe a full lifetime since we met. Totally. Um, what's been happening for you over that year? You're lucky, man. This is the first podcast <laughs> I do in months. These people are getting all the juice. The juice. <laughs> Heard it here first, folks. Yeah. What's been going on? Okay. So, I mean, a little backstory. I am Canadian right? I came here visiting our mutual friend, Hallie, and I was supposed to stay for two weeks a month and I never (laughs) left. That was last December. There's been a lot of navigation around relationships. There's been a lot around the masculine. There's been a lot around work. I moved 10 times in nine months. So my route was completely just shaken up and it really puts you in a different field where it's almost you have no choice but to expand 10 times the speed. That's what it feels like anyways. My work has evolved in a way I never thought it would. And I think that's the best because you're just surrendered and devoted to like whatever source has to like offer you. Mm. And lots of connecting, lots of community, which has been so fucking epic. And yeah, it just kind of feels like all these layers that I didn't really know were there are really deeply shedding and not just like my mind shedding, like body shedding. I think this year, I mean, it's the first year in a long time, probably my whole life, to be honest, where I used to do bodybuilding and I was a personal trainer and all this stuff. So it's like always eating healthy, always training. And this year is like the first year that I'm training only when it feels good and just taking care of my energetic health, which is at the core, the basics of my work. Right. So it's really interesting but I can feel my body just, I've never looked this good. The older I get, the better I look. Mm, Yeah. And I have these conversations all the time now. They're like, you're 28. You look like you're 23. And I'm like, (laughs) I know. And when I was 18, I looked like I was 30. Yeah. But I was filled with so many trauma parasites Mm -hmm. in my gut. We don't realize that that's a thing. Sucking Mm -hmm. the energy, man. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really deeply falling in love with myself and letting the rest of my life reflect that Mm -hmm. in my work, how I am with men, how I am in friendship, how I am with everything. Yeah. And just deepening my, yeah, my connection and devotion to spirit source. And what do you want me to do? Like, tell me where you want me to go. What do you want me to talk about? (laughs) You know? And the more I trust that, the more, the conversations are so on point. It shocks me. Mm-hmm. I'll bring stuff to the surface to my audience on Instagram, on podcasts, whatever. 
in my coaching calls and people are just mind fucked. Yeah. And it's just weird because I'm, I can't believe for so long I was dimming that. Mm. And there's a whole story around that, but yeah. It's a story. <laughs> We're just going right in, aren't we? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here we go, Chris. We're doing this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the story, since I was a kid, very, very, very in tune. Mm-hmm. Felt, and I'm not saying everything as in like, everyone around me. I'm literally saying like I felt spirits around me. Mm. I spoke to dead people all the time. I was predicting to my parents what would happen. Oh, dad, I'm like four or five. I'm like, watch out for this, you know? And they're like, what are you talking? And then it would happen. <sighs> Crazy shit. Whoa. And it scared the living shit out of my parents. Yeah. So my dad would get very upset. Mm. Interesting medicine story, right? Of, of course, this happens to make me believe growing up that I can't speak of this mm-hmm. because I'll get grounded or I won't be loved or whatever. So it's deeply rooted wounding around speaking of that. And I will never forget the last time I really remember it happening. I was like maybe seven or eight. I have shivers all over my head just thinking about it, but we're driving up this hill in his truck, my dad and I, and it's filled with ice Mm. filled. So it's kind of hard to drive up in the first place. And automatically, I still remember it super clearly. I just turned to him and I tell him, your dad, your truck's about to break down. And he turns and he goes, what are you talking about? And sure enough, the second he finished that sentence, it just broke down. So he pulls on the emergency brake, pulls over to the side because there's people behind us Oof. and we're on a hill and it's yeah. icy as fuck. Yeah. And he parks the car and he turns to me and it's just like that moment of silence of what the actual fuck just happened. And yeah. he just unleashed the biggest scream of don't ever fucking do that again you hear me and i'm just as though it's my fault yeah, i know yeah right like oh yeah i made that happen I'm, yeah <laughs> of course i'm shutting down the carburetor or whatever yeah like yeah sure. that's me mm-hmm, yeah as a mm-hmm, seven-year-old mm-hmm. Yeah. i couldn't believe i had that power i mm. couldn't believe i feel different ages as we grow up we enter a new state of awareness mm-hmm. and that was the first memory that I had the awareness to understand, holy shit, I have Mm -hmm. a gift and I don't know what it entails. I don't want to name it. I don't want to search for, I'm just going to let it be what it wants to be. I remember thinking that at Mm -hmm. eight. Isn't that wild? It's wild. Yeah. It's why I have an experience when I interact with children now, like Mm. kids that are being born now of our friends and they are so tapped in and the questions they're asking are like, well, shit, I'm learning a lot right now. Yes. And so what was your response to that? Did you contract to survive in this? Yeah. In this, Total contraction. Yeah. It was like shrink, shrink, shrink. My dad is a lovely human. I mean, lots of trauma. Yeah. And it's also led me to do the work that I'm doing now with men and myself and the masculine but what just popped up in my mind when you just said that actually about kids is that I just want to share it was really really strong last couple days so it's interesting we're talking about it but kids are not only so pure and there's no trauma yet Mm -hmm. to create that density in their systems for them not to receive what they're receiving right and we're told that our ancestors are the ones that came before us as though they know more and as though they are older, but realistically, we're the ancestors because as we are being 
born, we're taking in everything that came yeah. from our lineages. Yes. So we actually hold a lot more. Yeah. We're much we, more old. We're much closer to the other side, other mm. realm as well. Mm-hmm. And so we are a lot, it's like newer for us. It's fresher for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really interesting you say that. And it's even in our language. Like a lot of people will say, my kids teach me more than I teach them. And we're like, totally. why aren't we paying attention to the words that we're saying and like mm-hmm. allowing them to be fully expressed and learn from them and mm-hmm. grow from them. Yeah. It'll be interesting when that happens yeah. for you and me. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's been coming through a lot. I've been spending a lot of time with some amazing models of fathers mm-hmm. recently and just seeing it completely different. Not that long ago, like a few years ago, I hated kids. Really didn't want to be around them. They were yeah. annoying. Yeah. Were, and now there's just this deep love and appreciation for it. And then also witnessing what it does. The initiation that happens with men when even they decide to bring a child into this world, even before it's real, mm-hmm. um, is like really, really, really powerful medicine. Like probably one of the most powerful. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's feeling close for me. I'm excited for you. <laughs> it's been yeah. a gift. Like we were just talking about before we started recording this. It's been a gift to like observe you in your own evolution the last almost a year. And see the whole situation with Bryn. And I was also indirectly part of that. You yes, know what I mean? So I know. Like, I know. So weird. This yeah. is how everything lined up so perfectly. And now we're here recording yeah. a podcast. Yeah, for sure. It was funny. Like that happened at a time where I was so in flow and things were just happening so effortlessly for me. And just very clearly just seeing, with me. seeing the connections and seeing the paths and Oh, this is supposed to happen. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And there we go. Yeah. yeah. And for whoever doesn't know, basically yeah. I was looking for a place. It was last minute. I was like in a situation I did not want to be in. And I was like, I need to find a place to stay ASAP for at least a month. And then it was just like, oh, Chris's ex-wife has a place because she's gone for a month. And then and, and it was just like, oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. And there it was. Yeah. There it was. And yeah. she was trying to get out of town as well yep. to like go in the mountains. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. So perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So after that point, was there, going back to your story as mm-hmm. a child, was there a point that it started giving yourself permission to speak it again? Like when was that? I feel like it is literally my life medicine. Mm. It is still, I'm always presented with situations where I am being called to speak and express especially in the moments that I don't want to and those that feel threatening and scary. And yeah, it's like the whole point of it is standing up for myself. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women have that, right? Where we don't want to speak of certain things because we're afraid of what's going to happen afterwards. So we don't want to tell our partners how we feel. We don't want to tell a guy that we're not interested. We don't want to take the next step in business because we're afraid that we're going to be rejected or we're going to be a shutdown or there's so much fear around that. And it's beyond just this life and it can feel really heavy. And that's why a lot of us have autoimmune diseases. We have lockjaw, we have teeth issues, we have thyroid issues, we have Hashimoto, hypothyroidism, uh, hyperthyroidism. What else do we have that is like so common? We have a lot of breast cancer is around that too. It's the feminine wounding of giving too much and 
holding in other people's shit. My stepmom just got diagnosed this year. So yeah. she's going through that process. And again, all these things are showing up in my life as such clarity. I'm so grateful every day that it's so easy for me to see that mm-hmm. for myself and for others. It's like yeah. when things show up, I can see the energetics of it right away. Mm-hmm. So all this to say that after that point, yes, there was multiple times where honestly there was it basically my journeys basically started not only just when I was a kid, my grandfather died also when I was born two weeks and when I was two weeks old and there was something that happened. I still don't know for a fact what happened, but something happened between him and I, and I would tell family secrets through him. Like he would tell me family secrets and I'd be like, Mom and dad, nah, nah, nah. and Whoa. and they were just like, "What the fuck?" Like, like through the innocence of a child, yeah. too, like not even knowing. Yep. And like I was, yeah. there's a specific story where I was taking a nap, and then the window was open. We're in France, that's where we grew up, and the window was open. My mom comes upstairs and closes the door, and it's dark. And she's only had her awakening later on in life, but she's always been very tuned in. Yeah. Same thing. Both sides of my family are very psychic. Mm-hmm. And so she was walking upstairs and she was telling me that she remembers walking up and feeling my grandfather, her dad. And she was just so scared of seeing him. She's like, I'm not ready to see yeah. him as he's gone. And she comes and closes the door and I'm three and a half, <laughs> barely can talk. Okay. And I get up from my little crib or whatever. And I tell her in French, I go, mom, don't be scared. And she goes, I'm not scared. What's like, <laughs> what yeah, the fuck? Yeah, I'm yeah, not scared. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not scared. What are you talking about? And I literally, we used to call him Papshu. Uh-huh. So I said, Papshu's telling me to tell you that he would not scare you in the dark mm. and that he's not here to surprise you. Mm. So you don't have to worry about, I'm three and a half. <laughs> My mom was like, okay, Natasha, yeah. ran downstairs crying, was just, what the yeah. fuck? Our kid's nuts. Like, right. <laughs> so there was like a bunch of stories like that. And only later did I find out that he was obsessed with healing with foods, energy healing, astral Uh-oh. projection, had all these books in his library behind layers of other books of history. And I'm like, this is running in our family. We're hiding our gifts. Yeah. Because wow. we're afraid. He's literally hiding it from sight. Literally. Wow. And there's a lot of that on both yeah. sides of my family. We were just talking about this when I saw you on Tuesday that I'm Czech and you're Czech. Yep. Czech. Mm-hmm. So my dad's side of the family, they fled the country when the Nazis came. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so they changed their last name and they yep. hid the whole story. My dad only found out 10 years ago. Wow. So wow. we were supposed to be Jewish, Czech Jews. Really? Mm-hmm. And my great grandmother was a psychic and predicted all these. And it was just like, shut down, shut down, shut down. So yeah. yeah. And then growing up, things happened. And the biggest, we go through so many different awakenings, but a big catalyst in my life was when I was 11 and my parents were separating and a divorce was happening. And I was just holding in everyone's shit. Because I knew how. Yeah. Subconsciously, energetically, spiritually, I was like, I can hold this. I know how to. Let me do it. So I just kept holding in, holding in all this density for everyone my dad, my mom, my sister, all this stuff. And I started gaining weight because it's literally so much density, right? It's just stress, density, trauma, all this stuff. And I got shingles. 
Mm. I don't know if you know what shingles is. No, I don't. I don't know what the... It's autoimmune disease that is the next step to chicken pox, but it's yeah. completely connected to the nervous system. Okay. And it's dormant in your body for the rest of your life. And I remember going to the doctor and the doctor was trying to explain to my mom what the pain was because, I mean, you don't see a 12-year-old kid having shingles. It's yeah. not a thing. It's usually like 80 plus. And he was like, ma'am, it's basically like you have the cables to start a car again on your nerves. Because I couldn't sleep. I couldn't yeah. sleep because I was always twitching and just having Ooh. these ticks and so much pain. And wow. so I had shingles for six months. After that, I had a really bad snowboarding accident, got a massive concussion, broken ribs, could barely, again, it was all about contraction. Yeah. I can't breathe anymore, right? So I'm literally... I attracted the perfect experience <laughs> for me to literally shrink from life force uh-huh. within my lungs. And it started this anger, this resentment over time and this anxiety. And yeah, yeah that just became a thing. And by the time I was 15, I was doing mentorship work with a spiritual teacher. Really? Yeah. Cause I had all this anxiety. I didn't know how to, navigate my own energetic hygiene yeah i didn't know what the fuck to do and like a therapist wasn't gonna work so at 15 how did you approach that how did you have that conversation with mom and dad you're like mom it's not therapy trust me well right so we did therapy yeah and they were like this is not working she's like it's just not going anywhere yeah and i think my anxiety was a lot i remember around my sister she is also very tapped in. So it's growing up, I felt a lot and heard a lot and she saw a lot. Mm. And so she closed that portal because it just scared yeah, her yeah. too much. And because she'd see the light and the dark, right? Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. So my anxiety was to the point where I would feel my sister be a mile away from the house and my body would be like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, she's coming. I don't know what it was, but I remember it, I was like, I can't live in this household living like this. This is crazy shit. How do you explain this to anyone? I don't even remember how we met her, but my mom, I think met her through a friend and she was a lady that lived in our village too. In our village, it sounds like a tribe. (laughs) I was thinking, I was like, where did you grow up? (laughs) We call it the village because it is a very small village in Montreal, Canada. And it's one of the oldest villages in Canada. So it has a lot of spiritual people go there because it has a vortex. A lot of people don't know that. So she lived a couple blocks away from us and I just started to go see just for anxiety, not really knowing much more. But the second I walked in her house, I remember smelling sage and being like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) (laughs) Was she smoking? Like I thought she was healthy. Like Uh she's supposed to help me. And then we started doing EFT, emotional freedom tapping, Mm -hmm. which is a huge part of my work now too. And that was the only thing breath work and EFT was the only thing that could help transcend my anxiety, which Mm -hmm. I know at the core is just energy that is stuck. Yeah. That's all it is because we're shrinking it. Yep. Mm -hmm. And repressing it in some way and not accepting it and running from it. Yeah. Avoiding it. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's so normalized, which is so normalized. Crazy shit, man. It's become so common in our language that anxiety is a part of people's day. Yep. It's like, oh, this is the anxiety time. This is the stress time, whatever. It's like all these words are becoming interchangeable. And so, you know, same thing with depression. Oh, yeah. It's like the sadness, depression. It's heavy. Uh It's very heavy. And yeah, so she rocked my world. 
She really guided me. She really helped me. She was the first one that got me to recognize my victimhood. I will never forget that. I was just saying the story like a couple of days ago, but I'll never forget it. It was like the first time it was like an ego death where I'm 15 and my dad's a drunk and my mom is always crying and my sister is this and I'm just at home taking care of all the things and I'm 12 and I'm, blah, 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 you know, this whole story. And she's just looking at me like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Like, what's going on? And she told me, Tosh, can I ask you a question? All nervous. I'm like, yeah. Did anybody ever ask you to do any of those things? Mm. And I was like, uh, I mean, indirectly, yeah. And she's like, no, no. Did anybody really ask you? And I go, nope. She's like, no one ever asked you to do any of those things. Mm. You can't blame other people. You can't be in your victimhood just because it makes you feel special. Yeah. Okay. Nobody asked you. Mm. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Oh, that was the first moment that I recognized what it meant to be a victim mm. and that victim mentality and how much mm-hmm. it plays such a big story yeah. in our minds. And so comforting too. Yeah. Almost like a relief, you know, yeah. you're like, oh, yeah. oh, oh, it's not me. It's all of that. Oh, right. Yeah. So it's the world, it's them, it's these circumstances. And yeah. And that's the story we get caught in, right? Yeah. In everything in our world, everything, everything when it comes to like marketing and TV programs and news and schooling systems, like all the systems, all the systems. Mm-hmm programs us to be our own victims yes so it is the courageous path Mm -hmm. to see that and choose to live differently yeah like i always say we're part of the four percent and it is unfortunate it is true doesn't mean that we can't have more right now we are the four percent and do you want to explain that for people that don't know what you're talking about the four percent yeah the four percent to me what i've picked up is we are the ones that have the courage and the resilience and the adaptability that is greater than ourselves to be able to go within, do the work, clear the wounding, clear the trauma, really see ourselves for all the greatness that we are, all of God consciousness that we are, right? Because there is actually no God. It's really just the higher consciousness and awareness within you. That's why they say you are God. I am God. Yes, I am. I am the greater consciousness and awareness to be able to assist others to expand their own consciousness. The way that I see it, it's almost like we're little tiny capsules of microdose mushrooms. Mm -hmm. And we're just like giving little doses here and there to people. And we're like, oh, just see into that and oh, feel into that. And that is part of the new paradigm that we're in. It's part of the new world that is already here yeah and this is why our systems are crumbling is because people are resisting right the change right and the coming home yeah people are terrified to come home Mm -hmm. and the four percent it's it's totally unknown and it's completely different and we can even see it today i don't know how your experiences is like traveling home with family or seeing people that you knew from i mean i went to like traditional college life and when i see like college friends just like the polarity is just getting more and more pronounced. And I think 
I don't know what the amount of pain is that's required collectively. Because, mm. I mean, we don't know what it is individually. I didn't know how much pain I needed to have until I was there. And I was right. like, okay, yeah, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to face that. I'm ready to have the courage to look at this, to go into this. Because it was at that point for me, it was too much for me to continue going the way I was going. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know what it is, when it is. I like like the idea of being here at this time. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck like, yeah. Yeah. It's like we planned this. <laughs> we did. <yeah. laughs> we knew exactly where we were coming into. Like this turning of really a, a very new way of living. Mm-hmm. I really hold myself between these really two worlds of like material and spiritual And I try not to get too woo-woo about the way I explain the new world. Mm. And the way I like to speak about it is the same way that when we transitioned from tribal society to like agricultural society, like Mm -hmm. the way of life completely changed that in a material way we can see and we can feel the same way happened when we went into an information age even. I imagine it's actually going to be more drastic than that Mm -hmm. because it's happening at a deeper level than just the material. All those were material Mm -hmm. changes. This is both a energetic and also the way we experience our daily life is going to, like you described, our systems are breaking. Oh yeah. I see systems and I, I like really understand them and it boggles my mind how we've gotten this far. (laughs) Well, that's the thing is like, okay, earlier before we were saying healing the masculine. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about the masculine of the man. I'm right. literally talking about the masculine collective, which is all systems, linear, success, everything that is the foundation of the container of the expression of the world, mm-hmm. right? That's the feminine, the masculine that I connect to the most. It's a little less of the individual, because I always think we're all whole and we're all harmonized. And it's a matter of how do you want to live? Does it feel good to live this way right now? Do you want to shift more a little bit in the energetics of the feminine or the masculine? But at the core, you're harmonized, yeah. right? Like, And in different seasons and different like moments. Totally. Like what feels best for you right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. And our masculine, the collective, and right now I think we're kind of merging into the feminine, right? We were just talking about that before. But for the last, I would say five years, the masculine of the collective is no longer working because it's not in devotion to the greater good. And at the core, earth, mother nature, energetics, we are meant to be in harmony and we came here for this work. Mm -hmm. And things will dissolve. Truth will prevail. Things will come up to the surface and there will be death and we need to grieve in order to create space for the feminine expression to come through, which think about it. A lot of us had to grieve for the last two years, our whole lives as we knew it, who we knew we were, lots of breakups, lots of coming together. And now we are finally in a place where we can give more space for the feminine expression to come, which think about it. It's pretty fucking chaotic. It's very chaotic. But it's fucking epic. Yeah. And so we're... That's what's needed. We're here. It's starting. The feminine, I think, is starting now, which it's like, hold on to your horses or not even just jump into the deep dive end of her ocean because here we go, you know? And, oh, that's why I had the visual yesterday. Okay. I had a visual yesterday during our call and I was like, what the fuck does this even mean? (laughs) Uh, My call with my girls during my program, but I was 
explaining that the I was talking about this and the depth of the expression like we're going in now and it's time and I had the visual of all of us in scuba diving gear literally going down and I was being told that our oxygen tank is our own self-trust. Whoa. You know, it's funny. Before you started talking, I was thinking of like a scuba diving reference. Okay. Because <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, oh, scuba certified. And as much as you prepare and you train, like you're never actually ready to experience like going 100 feet under the water. You're not. You're not. Ever. You're not. But that's what we're being called to do yep. is like, you got to trust mm-hmm. the equipment, the mm-hmm. oxygen tank. Mm-hmm. You have to trust yourself mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. swim down and know that you're going to be okay and it's going to be fucking beautiful down there oh yeah and the people that go down there and they come back with stories yeah can't even put it in words they're like you have to go and you have to go yeah but how many people avoid that experience because it's too scary Mm -hmm. now just substitute scuba diving for fun adventure with your life (laughs) you're literally you're (laughs) well yeah Even when it comes to abundance and prosperity, the way that I tell people how energetically how it works is we are the beings that are literally living in an ocean Mm -hmm. of abundance and prosperity at all times. And you need to recognize that everything is around you at all times. And the only thing that's preventing you from receiving that is the own blocks that you're putting in between you and the thing, meaning like you're literally putting boats and anchors and different things in the ocean that is making it seem like I can't see anything. Where's the land? And so, it's like <laughs> the person that wants to go scuba diving, but they have like 17 floaties on. Right. And they're like, like, I don't know why I can't scuba dive. Exactly. Like what like what it, but they can't see it till they yeah, finally take for it sure. off. You take it off and then yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So in all of this, it's you don't know till you know. And even when you know, you still don't know. You still don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Yeah. But a thing that I've recognized. Do you know Neville Goddard? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. So he, I'm just going to pull up this quote because I wrote it in my phone. I thought it was so epic, but he was basically explaining how a lot of people don't trust themselves, but they'll trust God, spirit. And what's really interesting in that is you actually can't trust God or universe if you don't trust yourself. It's a complete reflection. Yeah. It's like you trust you, therefore you trust God. Yeah, And He was explaining how, I don't think I even wrote it, but it was basically a quote that it's such a waste of time if men put their energy trying to, men, people, old English, it's like the Mm -hmm. men. And it's a waste of time if we put our energy trying to change the world as the world is only a reflection of our own selves and our own consciousness. So it's about as fruitless as a man trying to punch the mirror to change the way he looks. Yeah. (sighs) That's how useless it is. It really is. And so the 4% that we're talking about, I think anyways, from what I felt is that we are the ones that we are going to show people their mirrors. Yeah. And in that they're going to create more of the percentage too. And hopefully Mm -hmm. that grows, you know, but there's so much energy and time being wasted in trying to change Mm. the physical reality when it's all just a reflection of our internal states. And it's really mind fucking for people to understand that, you know, it's like, what do you mean? Do you think that plays into the, like the victim triad where they're putting something outside of themselves as the savior, the savior, Mm -hmm. literally we Mm -hmm. call it God. And then the villain, the perpetrator is something happening outside to me, Mm -hmm. the victim. Mm -hmm. And when really all, 
the triads within us. Like yeah. all three of those things are us. We're our own perpetrator. We're our own mm-hmm. victim. We're our own savior, hero. Yeah. Yeah. People are terrified to see that they're darkness too. They don't want to see that. Mm. And even people in the spiritual realm, they're like, yeah. love and light, love and light. I, I go on rants love about that all light. the time. <laughs> and this is why we're here having this conversation, yep. man. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, motherfucker. Uh-huh. That's not. That's not how it works. Uh-huh. If you, I always say this, everyone who I work with, I'm like, very no bullshit, right? I'm like, listen, mm-hmm. if you are not tapped into the darkness, you are not in the light. No, you're not. No, you can't experience the pure, it's the spectrum and your capacity to feel one allows you to feel this equal and opposite of the other. Totally. So like, unless you using human emotions, unless you experience the deepest grief and sadness, you can't experience the joy and the happiness and love. And yeah. Like simple motto. I can feel it all. Mm -hmm. I can express it all. Mm. Therefore I can have it all. Mm. Love that. So Again, people are chasing abundance and prosperity and it's just an energetic frequency. Really, that's all it is. And even that, I think we're still giving it too much power because we're the power. You know, people are like, I'm attracting money. And it's like, no, no, you magnetize it by just amplifying your own magnetism. That's it. So I think it's much easier. People don't understand their psyche, their subconscious, the conscious, the ego. They don't understand how it works. And so they assume when we live in such a physical space, right? So anytime there's like something that really attractive, we're like, oh, it must be over here. It must be over there. Because again, it's so much, the mind thinks it's so much easier to go externally versus internally, Mm -hmm. which is the complete opposite. But if you don't understand how the mind works, that's what it's going to pull you into. Like my work last year when I was kind of starting teaching very basics of things. It's my program called The Courageous Path. But we dove into the ego, how it works, the subconscious, how it works, because knowledge is power. So when you understand how your mind works and you're like, oh my God, this is why I do this. And this is why I'm attracted to that. But if not, you just keep going in this loop in the circle of confusion. Yeah. And it's literally the whole time that's happening. The ego is doing its job really well. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's shifting the relationship to like, thank you, ego, for doing a great job mm-hmm. and don't need you right now. Like we're going to go this other way. You're literally speaking like I speak about that. <laughs> literally, it's to a T. I think people try to kill humans, try to kill what they're afraid of mm. and they're afraid of their own ego. So they'll try to kill it Yeah, versus <laughs> restructuring the relationship with right. it, which is what we're called to do. Like, oh, the ego just tries to protect itself. It tries to like keep me in the safe and oh, no shit, it's going to make me think this, but I don't have to believe every thought I have inside my head. Yeah. Yeah. Basic. Basic. Yeah. It's the ultimate protector. It's like Mm -hmm. what shows up. You Mm -hmm. can't hold what's there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that your program's called The Courageous Path. I use outdoors and nature and hiking analogies all the time. It's Mm -hmm. just like... When you walk a path so many times, you will continue to walk that path because it's the easier road. It's the path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. It's a lot harder to get to the same place if you were like tracking through the woods with mm-hmm. compass. And so the same thing with our minds is like they're just conditioned to repeat the same things because it's easier. Mm-hmm. And when you start seeing the map and seeing that it's actually safe to navigate this other way and mm-hmm. it's, it's better, it's better and you're going to have more beautiful views and all this, you start to trust a little bit more. When you start walking these alternative paths, you get to see that 
oh, just this one path I've been walking every day isn't the only one? <laughs> what? Right. Infinite. And people don't know. Yeah. It's kind of like a toxic relationship. You don't really know you're oh, in it until no. you're out of it. And then you're like, yep. oh my God, that was so toxic. Yeah. It's the same shit. Like you have to give yourself the permission mm-hmm. to even be willing yeah. to explore if there's anything else. Because in that simple decision, uh-huh. your energetic field sends out a message. Yeah. And again, I was talking about this in the call yesterday. So funny. But when we look at things quantum physically, everything that we desire to have, everything we desire to receive and to be and the visions that we have, like, oh, it'd be so cool to be this and do that. And And people are like, oh, it's just a dream. It's a dream. You know, follow your dreams. Interesting, right? Like, And they are language. Like our dreams is they're real, but they're not real. They're not in the 3D reality. So I always say like, follow your visions, which is much more concrete. It's like the visions, trust that they're yours. It's here. And the second that we decide, you know what? I'm willing to go explore this. I'm in for this. Let's do this. I'm just willing. You turn on this switch in this reality now of going, think I'm up, I'm here, I'm willing. And automatically sends a signal to the other reality where your desire already is in the quantum field. And it turns on its switch and it goes, oh, I'm being called. Great. And then you literally have to create a bridge in between for it to come through to your physical 3D reality here now. And this bridge is literally based on trust. It's the bridge of trust Mm. and claiming and ownership. Like I am that. Yeah. That is how you shift your state of consciousness now to the state of consciousness as to who you are with that desire. And the trust is creating that bridge. But the second you have self-doubt or you let other people into your field and it becomes entangled, then you have potholes mm. that it's not going to come. It's just, right. it's going to take a little longer. Delays it. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's some speed bumps along the way. There's mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Twists and turns. And also not only other people, but yourself is way the doubts, like you said, or for me, it was like the thinking that I had to have all the answers and thinking mm. that I needed to be the one to take every step. Like, <laughs> Oh, I'm taking I'm deciding which step I'm going to take. I know what I'm doing here. (laughs) And it leads to this head down, is a very masculine, head down, plowing forward, (laughs) and just completely missing everything, even one degree in my periphery. I was like, had I been a little bit more trusting, just Mm -hmm. 1% more trusting, I would have seen this. Mm -hmm. I would have seen that sign. I would have seen this opportunity. I seen this person. But it was just like, head yeah, down. that's like, we think it's the safest way to do it. Yes. Right. Control. And totally. Totally. I thought control. It was so much control. Right. <laughs> it's so funny, right? We I try know. to control and we're like holding on. We're like, oh, I yes. got this. I got this. And it's almost like the visual I see is like God's source, universe, spirit. It literally looks at us when we're trying to like grip onto things. We're like holding on. We're like, I got this. I got this. And it's dude, what are you doing? You're wasting your energy on something that you could have used this for creativity, for service, Uh for love. And that's actually the scary part for people is who am I without all these problems? Who am I without all this chaos? Who am I without my victimhood? Oh shit. Now I would have all the time to be of service, to create, to do the things I love and to be at peace. Mm -hmm. Let me just create more chaos. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And we're very addicted to that. Very. Mm -hmm. It happens all the time when I lead retreats or even just like a session where I just guide people through 
some breath work, Mm -hmm. just some presence practices, or literally just bringing a calming energy to their life. And there's just this sense of almost waiting for the other shoe to drop or like trying to get back to the, the phone or the distraction or life because there's almost like twitching that's happening inside of them because it feels so uncomfortable to be in still and in peace. Mm-hmm. And really, I believe that's just the nervous system down regulating back down to where it wants to go. But mm-hmm. it's in this almost constant conflict with the way we're forcing the nervous system, mm-hmm. which is completely wound up. And it's like our greatest blessing, our greatest curse is that we are such enduring beings. Mm -hmm. Like we are so resilient. Mm -hmm. I used to use this analogy when I was doing personal training and coaching in the physical space. People would say, I get away with four hours of sleep a night or I, I get away with not doing this or eating this or whatever. It's like, yeah, you have been getting by with it to this point Mm -hmm. until Mm-hmm. until and the until really is until it's a sign big enough that you're actually going to pay attention to right. it that until could have been oh i drank this i had this big block of cheese and i got bloated and stomach ache that mm-hmm. is a my body's not doing well with this mm-hmm. but some people wait until they have full-blown colon cancer and they need to get that's their sign and they probably won't and some people still won't stop it's like this same thing if we open up perspective and we breathe and we come back to this place of stillness it's mm-hmm. like all these messages all these signs are happening all the time we're being oh guided everything's a gift yeah everything like literally and whoever's listening to this i would challenge you to notice a minimum of six gifts a day mm. and they can be very very small and they can be very very big and whatever and it could be somebody like paid it forward. You found the perfect parking spot. You got into a really uncomfortable situation with your mother. Those are all gifts. And when we recognize those gifts, we give permission for more gifts to show up. Right. And it's this constant battle in humans. Again, with the mind, everything's been taught for us to be distracted, overstimulated, avoidant, and very deeply attached. And if you think that they, as in the people who started this or whatever, we can go into social <laughs> conversation on this. If you think that they just so happened to just create that out of nowhere, you are living in a bubble of lie. They knew exactly what they were doing so that we would get pulled away from our deepest connection where we would finally, I always say there was nothing more threatening than a, I would say a woman, but a man too. Yeah. A person who understands the power that they hold within themselves. Yeah. There's nothing more threatening to the system than that. Mm-hmm. And we're being called to go there yeah. over and over and over again. And even in the words that we use, again, these are things that have been coming through for me in stillness that I'm like, oh my God, it's literally right in front of us. So the word distraction, if you tear it down. You have dis, which means to pull away, right? Like minus pull tract. So attract, right? Ions, which is energy pulling yourself away out of your track from your own energy. Wow. Your distractions are literally doing that. Mm. There's not a coincidence that that's the word that we use to literally describe what it is. Avoidance. Same thing. A void 
dense. <sighs> what you avoid literally creates a deeper density in your system. It's a void of density. It's a hole and it's heavy and you feel it. I've spent nights in my bed, an hour, no phone, no distractions, no nothing. And I'm like, I'm going to write down everything I've been avoiding mm. as much small, something as like been avoiding calling my sister. Yeah. That's still something I'm avoiding. It's still creating a density. And I think that's the work at the core of everything that we're doing is to do the thing to pull off all this density, all these layers, all these ways of thinking and pulling out of the system that we're in and coming home. Yeah. Because once you understand what that home is, you stop being so addicted to chasing the money yeah. or the hustle or the work or the title or the perfect Instagram partner or whatever it is. You come back into this anchored, grounded, spiraled devotion that is unlike, sometimes I'm like, how the fuck have we never been taught this? I don't understand. Yeah. And all the signs are here for us to see, even when it comes to finances and money, all the terms used are connected to water, liquefier really? assets. Yeah. Current, see, <sighs> everything is around water. Everything's yeah. around flow. Nothing's around control. Man created Holding. control. Yeah. They created containers for us to be stuck in. And it's our job, our responsibility to come back in the flow and the understanding that everything is here for us. Everything. We're supposed to be constantly in a space of abundance and prosperity yeah. all the time. And so if you're not, there's your invitation to do the work to come back home to your natural state. That's the most empowering thing is that this is accessible to everyone yeah. of every race, of every mm -hmm. religion, mm -hmm. every skin color, of mm -hmm. every gender, identification, like everyone, mm -hmm. everyone. The best things don't cost anything. No. Meditation. Yeah. Your breath. breath. <laughs> it's all yeah. free. Yeah. Everything is free. And it doesn't mean that investing in a coach is not yeah. beneficial because when we've been in the work for so long, you would literally experience five to 10 years worth of inner work by yourself within six months. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's like nature providing our resource. Like all our food is free, but like, yeah, I would pay someone to teach me how to farm so I can sustain my family. Like same thing. I could figure it out over 10 growing seasons, yeah. but I'll yeah. figure it out right now. Yeah. Yeah. And so true. And I'm grateful that we're in a time that, I don't know if it can be truly lost. I think it's just programmed in all of us, but there's still wisdom keepers. And it seems either they're consciously deciding to come forward, these medicines are coming into the light, or it's just coming through now. It's like a switch was turned and, okay, it's time for this wisdom to be out of hibernation. Mm -hmm. And maybe it was I hadn't been in this world hundreds of years ago. Maybe they were there and they were trying to speak it and they were getting murdered for it. But now it's just at a time where it seems like it's now right in front of our face. It's just, will you actually look at it? And that's what I often tell people that gives also a sense of relief to them, which is really interesting. I almost explain to others that you don't need to do any of this. Mm. You could keep living the life that you want to mm -hmm. live. You can keep being part of the system that's crumbling. You can totally go for it. Go mm -hmm. for it, man. Have fun. Be in that. 
But at the core, is that really how you want to live? Like if I told you that it could be effortless and it can be graceful and you can be in your abundance and you can have the freedom and you can be focused in your own energy, would you want that? Fuck yeah. Okay. So then there's your decision from that space. You know, there's a lot of people in our field that are very much about you need to change it. You yeah. need to do this. And, right. But that's still coming from the energy from that leader, that guide that is from the need to prove and defend either that we're better right. and people are not at our own caliber. And it's right. in that we're still creating lack and separation. Yep. It's still a level of proving or trying to be right or being attached to being right rather than being attached to the truth or love. And yeah, it happens in our community all the time. And I think mm-hmm. that's, it's again, it's that sneaky ego identity piece. And we get so fixed to these parts of ourselves that to change means to at some level, I don't like using the word, but admit that we were wrong or that there was a point to where we needed to make a decision that was no longer serving us to do something else. Mm -hmm. And for some people, it's like sticking to the story of a lie. It's like we believe it's easier to just stick to the lie and just carry it forever. Mm -hmm. But it never is. Mm -hmm. Just the experience of naming it and being like, look, I made a mistake. And we do this with ourselves internally too. Look, I showed up this way. I'm not proud of that action or whatever it is, but except myself, I was doing my best with the knowledge, information, mm-hmm. wisdom that I had and, and I'm growing and I'm learning and mm-hmm. I learn and grow from my mistakes. Mm-hmm. And when we do that, it can be so light and so forgiving, mm-hmm. but it seems like we're a lot of people in the world are collectively like agreeing that we're just going to keep upholding these lies. And a lot of people are hanging on so tightly to them Mm -hmm. thinking that they're going to die with those lies. Mm -hmm. But it takes so much energy, Energy. Mm -hmm. so much. And all of that takes away from living life, Mm -hmm. takes away from the enjoyment of life, takes away from creation, it takes away from love and connection. Mm -hmm. And it's just like where all of our energy is consumed with living this lie Mm -hmm. and the lie is just getting more and more obvious. Mm -hmm. And I love that it's getting more obvious Mm -hmm. because it means that it requires people to have more discomfort to hold the lie. Mm -hmm. And we know that change comes out of discomfort. So Mm -hmm. people we're seeing so many people coming to this work and having these awakenings rapid fire i love seeing the look in someone's eyes where they're like yeah i'm just now getting into that i'm like yes right (laughs) because the volume's getting turned up Mm -hmm. and i think it's only increasing Mm -hmm. so i'm like excited about it i'm like great keep bringing the obvious bullshit and it's important for us to be excited about it right I mean, you know, Jesse, right? Jesse yeah. Mm-hmm. So we always have these conversations where people are, will be somewhere. We bump into people when we hang out. And I don't remember when it was. I think it was a couple of weeks ago. But somebody was like, dude, like the shit's going on right now. And life is so fucked up. And he's like, yeah, it's fucking exciting. Yeah. And I'm like, see that? That narrative? That's what we need to be in. Mm-hmm. Because we need to keep ourselves sustained in the excitement of all the change. And not fall into the stories of what the stories are it's another version it of the is. same story yeah it's literally it's like, like those you're people wrong are like, i'm right they're yeah. like the subconscious sheep yeah. i call them yeah. like mm-hmm. they're pointing at sheep going haha you're a sheep but you the fact that you're pointing at that sheep you're still the subconscious sheep and you don't yeah. even know it so it's almost worse right 
But so we get to shift like, oh my God, this is such an exciting time. And we are here for the work. And even, I don't know if you've experienced this, but there's a lot of people who will message me on Instagram. They're like, I really want to be like a coach or be in this field, but I just feel like there's so many Mm -hmm. people already. And I'm like, do you understand how many we're going to need in five years Mm -hmm. because of all the trauma that the planet's going through and all the trauma that's coming up to the surface? That's all that's been happening. Yeah. So we're going to need as many as possible. And we need to make sure this is part of my work now is in terms of leadership. And we need to make sure that these people are in their integrity. Mm -hmm. We need to make sure they're in their integrity because yes, there is a lot of coaches. There are some really good ones. And there are some ones that I, Honestly, I'm very concerned yeah. that they are coaching people. Mm-hmm. Very concerned. And it's scary. And I still have to trust that they are doing what they're doing because it's going to lead them to the next level of whatever. And that's not mine to yeah. navigate. Like, I can't control that. It's not my shit. Yeah. But yeah, we're in a really exciting time. And I think it's everything is coming into exactly what it needs to be in order for us to find our harmony again Yeah, collectively. Yeah. And that's amazing. And yeah, we're always going to find the people we need to be around to amplify us. Right. So many of us being called to Austin. I mean, not a coincidence. Not a coincidence. We get sucked into the vortex. Like how many times have I tried to leave? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh huh. doesn't happen. Uh huh. But yeah, thank you for doing the work and for being here and, I'm glad that we're having this conversation and I'm glad it can activate whoever that is listening to this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where can people find you? I'm mostly active on Instagram, although I would love to not be as much on there, but I try to my best to remember it's still a good platform to share and to connect to others. And yeah, so I'm on Instagram, Tasha Credle, maybe Natasha Credle soon. (laughs) um, (laughs) I'm mostly on there. Facebook, I'm not really active. I have a podcast too called Your Expansive Self. It's on all platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google, whatever you want. And then in terms of exciting things coming up in my work, like I told you, we have the Activated Men. It's my first men's group container I'm creating. That's been an interesting journey. Basically recognizing that the last year and a half of the men coming into my life, I've been confusing the personal versus the professional. I was meant to coach them and I didn't see that. Interesting. Very, very. Interesting. Yeah. And I'm sure you can put pieces together now. Uh (laughs) Yeah. And so I think the resistance in that was because I wanted to make sure that if I was to lead that type of group that I wanted it to be from a space of integrity and service and not my own wounding. Yeah. So that's why I did a lot of work this year. The last, I honestly towards the masculine has been like the last three, four years, but this year specifically, it was like, Oh, I need to recognize these men are coming into my field to receive the guidance and the medicine. And it's not partnership. It's professional. Like, we're coaching yeah and how much does the ego like want that like oh no they're here because they want to be yeah Yeah, right and like it's actually it's so interesting that it's the complete opposite it's like no tash like step into service this is what we're here for so yeah i'm excited about the activated men i have my group right now the rising leader super powerful 13 women just diving deep into the coaching and the embodiment so that they are anchored in their own energy because I think a lot of coaching too is a lot of the mind and we forget about the body and then we'll see what comes up. I know 
we're going to start talking a lot about like wealth consciousness and prosperity and the energetics of, yeah, the new paradigm and like what that looks like in terms of work and being who we want to be and claiming that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm really excited about that. And I think that's basically it. Where else am I? Here. I'm in Austin. (laughs) Here, yeah. Glad you're in Austin. Yeah, me too. Glad you're in Austin. Me too. Yeah, you're someone that has always been in and around my field and Mm -hmm. just like have gratitude that you're Mm -hmm. always there. Like there's so many people that I just love deeply and just love that you're in this. Mm -hmm. And in a similar way, like I think I was called to Austin to bring maybe a different coaching perspective. Totally. And maybe a model of something different. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel that in you too. Mm-hmm. Like you kind yeah. of br- you break a lot of the molds of some of the more yes. traditional. Yeah. That's what I call myself a disruptor. Fuck yeah. Like an activator and a disruptor. Cause I know my energy is very penetrating. Like mm-hmm. I don't really need to do much for people to be like, holy shit. Like yeah. that was really powerful. And that's something I was also shying away from. I was like, I'm not that powerful. Come on. Yeah. And just disrupting the narrative, disrupting the loop, stopping people in their own tracks and going, look. Yeah. And then they're like, their own little matrix is glitching, right? They're like, yep. what? what? <laughs> like, what does not that? compute. <laughs> yeah. And that's where the juice is. Like, yeah. that's, and I yeah. love that. And some people like contract into it and like get the fuck out of there. Right. And some people be like, what was what? that? It just happened. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like calling all those people in. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If, yeah, we're there. And it's just, I'm so excited to see what's even like, I can't believe 2021 is almost done. Like, what? The, what? what? I feel like that was all a dream. We're about to wake up and it's going to be 2022. And I think we relate both of us on this subject, but the fact that, you know, we're already doing so much work and every day our value goes up every day, our work gets deeper every day, things shift, you know, and I love even my own coach, even being in her proximity and seeing how devoted she is in her work. I'm like, yes, I'm paying her an amount for six months, but she's evolving every minute. Right. Holy shit. Her prices should too, you know? Every minute, yeah. Every, Every minute. Evolution, yeah. Every minute. Even after this right. conversation, we're going to leave and both be activated in different ways. Mm-hmm. And getting to a point where we can trust that and yeah. hold that power of, I think that's why a lot of people struggle too with their wealth is wealth is just the frequency, right? And even that, that like I said, it's giving it too much power, but people don't trust themselves to hold it. Mm. So they spend too much or they leak and they avoid and they call in the perfect situations for them to spend a shit ton of money out of yeah. nowhere. And everything is energetic, Yeah, everything. And so if you get, in my opinion, if you understand the energetics of how things are, just energetics of the world and yourself and how they function, how it functions, then you can understand yourself a lot better Yeah, and you can lead from a place of observation mm-hmm. and co-creation and devotion without it being a reflection of you as though it's, it's your worth. Right. Like Jesse says, your tuition is paid when you're born. Mm. You are birthed into the world. Your tuition's paid. You're in, you're here. You're in. Yeah. That's it. Like period. What if, everyone has that same, we all yeah. are in this world. Yeah. 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 Like here's the school, your tuition's paid, go for it. And now it's okay. What does my life look like without needing to prove that I'm worth to be here? Right. Who am I then when I have all the things? Who am I? Yeah. When I break all the stuff from my lineage, who am I when I am at peace, when I'm in my wealth? Mm. Who am I then? Yeah. 
And then again, there's that glitch of like, what the fuck? And that's the space that we're being invited, like in our edges. Yeah. The little edges, like that's, that's where we're invited to go. But I'm curious, I meant to ask you even before we got on this recording, what was the ping that led you to inviting me on the podcast? Well, we ran into each other on Tuesday. Right. And since Tuesday, you've come through both on the social medias, the grams. Yeah. And then also you came through when I actually messaged you. It was just a very clear, I was thinking about who I wanted to have on the show and the different Mm -hmm. energies and like who I'd done recently. Mm -hmm. I was like, weird judging myself. I thought I was having too many men on. I was like, ah, I want some women on. Uh, It's not true at all. Like I look back and it's like actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Totally. I just had this like weird story that popped up Mm -hmm. and I was thinking about it and you were actually the first name that popped up. Mm. Yeah. You and uh, one other uh, woman, mutual friend. So Mm -hmm. I think she's going to be on as well. Fuck yeah. And yeah, you know, I don't ever know why things come until I do them and then it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so I just trust those things more and more and more and faster and faster. It was like in that moment that I messaged you, text you right. is when it came through. Right, it was like, right. oh, just invite her on the show. I was right, like, oh, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that is, I trust myself with that too, right? I mean, I'm trying, I'm trying my best, but whenever I get those pings, it's like you go through enough of the moments over time that then you're like, I know exactly that there's a reason why I don't know why. And it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Even if I don't know, you messaged me and I was like, no, like can't do it or what. And then it triggered something for you to heal or whatever that is. You know what I mean? But as long as we follow the pings and we trust ourselves and we also do the trauma clearing work, right? Because if we're still filled with trauma, we can be getting the pings and it's from trauma. Yeah. And not from that connection and that yeah. magnetism. And I think people are confusing that, you know, they're like, but I was, I got the signs and I got, and I don't understand it all fucked up. And then and it's like, yeah, because the signs were probably led from an energetic base of trauma, mm. not from truth yeah. and clarity and purity. I right. just saw orbs. Interesting. Yeah. I'm starting to see more things now. It's weird. Are you? Yeah. My visuals still aren't, don't really come on too much. <laughs> But I mean, I don't, I don't give a shit. I'm yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> a pretty yeah. dope gifts. Yeah. But, I, uh, I think if you ask it to, mm. that's been the game changer for me because I used to see so much that I closed it mm. and we don't realize how powerful we are yeah. when we command something, it happens. So when we command, I don't want to see this anymore. Okay. Close off. Yeah. So you have to claim it to open back up mm. and there might be resistance and that's fine. It's your own process, but yeah, just commanding what it is you want. And like, that's what they say, like careful for what you wish for. Right. Like, cause that you're going to get it. Yeah. I was uh, dating a woman and she would like regularly wake up and see spirits in the room. Whoa. And yeah. And, <laughs> and <laughs> I remember thinking, you. I'm like, I'm glad I'm not seeing that. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that in that moment was me like, nope, nope, I'm not good. ready for that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and sometimes we will never see things, you know, like yeah. mm-hmm. for me, the orbs pop in and out when yeah. I was dating Daniel, he saw orbs all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I would start seeing orbs and I'm like, this is weird shit. Mm-hmm. I never thought I could see that. And again, I'm just trying to pay more attention to what am I talking about? And then I see it. What color are they? Are they big? Are they small? Mm. And I just try to build a relationship with them. Again, as we were talking about at the beginning, which is a full circle, noticing the gifts. Yeah. The more you notice them, the more they're going to show up. 
Yeah. So acknowledge them and go, thank you for showing up. Mm. I appreciate you being here and trust that you are of purity. Mm. I love that. Show me more. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the same energy that I bring in a lot of other areas of my life. I call it curiosity. Right. It's just like, oh, just get a little curious. Yeah. What's up here? Isn't it so funny? They told us curiosity kills the cat. It's not hilarious. Don't get curious. Right. Don't ask too many questions. Or money doesn't grow on trees. Mm. It's paper. Technically it does. It actually is trees. It's very much trees. (laughs) Like, but it, like if we can start picking up these little programmings, like Mm. even my dad, I have another one that just popped up. He used to always tell me, you know, when like I wanted a piece of chocolate or whatever. And he's like, no, only after dinner. I'm like, it's not fair. Uh, And my dad, the first thing he would say was always, is it fair when the Robin eats the worm? And I'm like, guess, I don't know. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Fuck you, dad. But it created this narrative of like, nothing's fair. Yeah. Victim. Nothing's fair. Life isn't fair. That was what I had. Life isn't fair. Right? Yeah. Life Life is suffering. Mm -hmm. Okay. So here's my question to you. I'm putting you on the spot now. How would you change your narrative from the victim? So like life isn't fair, whatever program you have, what's your new narrative that you claim now to be real, to be true for you. And that is like completely unshakable. Mm. So it's a practice mm-hmm. that I do. And this actually happened the day after I separated with Bryn. My business partner and not gave me this advice and I still use it all the time. And it's when something happens that I am rejecting, I don't want this to happen. Right. It's a negative thing. Mm-hmm. I say simply, can I say thank you right now in this yes. moment when it is the most hard to do so, right. knowing that there will be a gift sometime in the future. And the saying of the thank you now gives it the opportunity to show up. Mm-hmm. And it, in that moment of giving thanks for it, and oftentimes repeated giving thanks for it, mm-hmm. It shifts the relationship from I don't want this to yes, please. And I'm not sure why yet, but I trust that it will be there. Mm -hmm. And it took what was the most challenging emotional period of my life. It shifted relatively quickly. Mm -hmm. It was about really two and a half to three solid months of some of the deepest darkness. But I kept saying thank you. I kept saying thank you even when I didn't want to. And I was like almost cursing it sometimes. Fucking thank you. Right, right. And uh, which isn't really that great energy of thanks, but I was doing my best, guys. And it shifted it into the greatest opportunity of growth I've had in my entire life. It was the thing I needed to truly find myself without the labels, without the stories, without the identities, and to truly love and accept myself, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. And that is what I needed to get there. I know that so much, but had I rejected it and continued to fall into a victim, because mm-hmm. immediately I felt to be the victim in that scenario, mm-hmm. and had I stayed there, I would probably still be there mm-hmm. two, year and a half, two, two years later, mm-hmm. you know? Can I make a reflection of what I've noticed energetically, the shift in you and now that we're dropping in, I can really feel it. But I feel even when I met you, you were in a state of accepting who you were, but it felt you were like accepting the spiritual ego. Mm. And now I can really feel you accepting you. Mm. 
all of you, who you are, all the things. It's beyond the surface. Yeah. And a lot of us in this work stay at the surface because we tell ourselves we're doing the work. Yeah. So that's enough. Yeah. And then there's this layer that's screaming Mm -hmm. for us to go into. And I feel you much more in that Mm. than before. Thank you. And your reflection is very accurate to my experience too. Mm. I actually had many layers of realizations that that's exactly what was happening. Mm. And I was in that spiritual ego. That's part of the work. Part of the it's very predictable. Every, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everyone goes through it. Yeah. It's like, I, it's going to happen. We get caught in it. And I think the real next step is noticing that and being like, oh shit, like oh, I was shit. here. Yeah. And like doing the same thing, going, just a different story. Go deeper, yeah. go deeper, go deeper, go deeper. So yeah, I'm proud of you. Thank you. And it's nice to witness. I receive that reflection. Yeah. And I think it's also why you are where you're at now and your relationships and what you're experiencing in your life, you just feel much more grounded and into your body. Yeah. Yeah. That feels true for me too. Yeah. Yeah. I actually just came out of a recent shift as well where I found myself, we were talking about it earlier in the six things you're grateful for and saying thank you for, I found myself in a place to where I started to expect those things and I stopped saying thank you. Mm. And then like I was having this like internal conflicts and turmoils and things were showing up and I was like, this is not easy anymore. And and I was like, what really changed in my energy and how I was showing up? And it was almost like I was posturing a new ego of just expecting all this ease and greatness in my life. Right. Because it was happening. Right. And then I kind of went through this like rocky period of a couple of months and then I just started saying thank you again. Right. And just truly returning back to that gratitude practice and also slowing down and seeing the things to be grateful for in the first place so mm-hmm. that I can constantly say thank you. And like even this day of being in the springs in the morning mm-hmm. and doing my morning practice, the lawn at Barton Pool mm-hmm. and like coming to hang with you and have a coffee and do this awesome conversation. It's like, yes, thank you. And like, this is my life. Mm -hmm. And I am so grateful that this is what it gets to be today. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm I'm recently coming out of that. Mm -hmm. So I am constantly looking at those things and where the speed bumps are showing up and saying, thank you for them. It was literally showing me, Hey, Hey, asshole. You like, yeah, still got to, be grateful for these things yep it's a constant navigation of the deserving Mm. aspect of things right it's if you really needed to convince yourself you are deserving of something you would forget the natural abundance that you are right if you are anchored in that home Mm -hmm. of i am the awareness i am the consciousness i am the god that we're talking about i am that there is no need to feel i deserve this because There is none of that because you're just getting to these, not an expectation, but a deep knowing Mm -hmm. where it's a constant giving and receiving and like the thank you is a giving and a receiving is whatever life and it becomes the flow. But yeah, we get constantly get into like this, especially in the work. It's like you do the work and you expect, right? And you're like, I deserve this. I did the work. I just had a, are you good on time by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, cool. I just wasn't sure if like I know or just like (laughs) we're flowing. So I'm, I'm loving it. But I just came out of this deep process this weekend where, I mean, my life is fucking 
awesome, right? My community, the connections, the conversations I have, I'm so grateful for this. And I have this every day, mm-hmm. every day I have this with different people. And I'm like, what? People listen to these podcasts and they're like, whoa, dude. And I'm like, I have this every day. Every like, day. And I'm in the process of finding a way to stay here mm-hmm. legally and yeah. 3D human shit. And my business is picking up in a different way. And so energetically, I know that everything that I desire and that I want is here. Mm-hmm. I see it. I feel it, it. I know it. My union, everything. Like I know it. And... I was recognizing that there was like this wall. I was like, oh, why? What is this? And so when those things show up, I literally ask, I'm like, all right, I ask for this wall, this resistance to show up gracefully. I'm willing to see it. And sure enough, within five minutes, it's like, oh, there it is. And I had this memory back to my parents' divorce, which I've done so much work around, Mm -hmm. but there's different layers of different traumas and different experiences. And it was my parents' divorce where I didn't know what else to do for it not to happen. So I went to prayer and I didn't really grow up religious. And I started praying every night, please don't let this happen. Please don't let this happen. Please, I'm begging you, don't let this happen. And it happened. And I felt such a deep betrayal from God. Abandonment from God, yeah. I was like, how fucking dare you? you how fucking. My prayers. Yeah. <laughs> and so in this process, Right now, I was noticing the same energy. There was this resistance, the story of if I ask for it, it's going to be taken away from me. Mm. Mm. Isn't that wild? Yeah. And I literally had to talk to my 11-year-old self and reconnect to all the gifts and really getting her to understand this had nothing to do with what you were asking for. Actually, realistically, you knew it was going to happen. You were just scared. Yeah. And that's why it didn't happen. And it did what did happen or that the prayers weren't quote unquote responded to or listened. You were listened to. Yeah. And you knew what was happening. You were resisting it though. And then you put the blame on God. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Wow. And I was like, all right. Again, I'm like, I ask for my body to process this harmoniously. Let it come out. And sure enough, two seconds, it's like. on the ground like crying and you know this whole thing and then i'm realizing the commanding is like really important lately because when that's done then i'll command as i'm in the tears i ask for this to be transmuted and to be at peace now and then all of a sudden i'm like whoa (laughs) that was really fast yeah and then i check in am i clear is there anything to process anything more am i i'm clear i'm like holy shit I'm like literally getting this next level of yeah. healing, mm. of claiming and commanding. Wow. It's fucking powerful. That's a very high level of trust and commitment to Right? Yeah. That's eliminating all doubts that totally. it's not going to happen. Yeah. It took me a long ass time. Yeah, for sure. To be where I'm at today. That. Yeah. I started doing this work when I was 15. I'm 28, you know? Oh, gee. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Old soul too. I feel that yeah. very much. Mm-hmm. Very, very much. Yeah. So thank you for that reflection. You're welcome. I just had another reflection come through as you were giving me my reflection (laughs) and I received it and I was like, realized that when we met, Mm -hmm. I was in that spiritual ego Mm -hmm. and I witnessed you, I witnessed you as someone who was very powerful Mm -hmm. and could see right through me. Mm -hmm. And so I think in a small way, just that brief interaction that we had was 
up spark for the shift of facing that. Oh, I was being around people that were buying my bullshit. <laughs> and this person, not that you ever confronted it or maybe mm-hmm. didn't even know at the time, but mm-hmm. somewhere in me saw how grounded and powerful you were. Mm. And it was like, I can't be this person around. The, I can't be around can't this person. Hide. Yeah. Oh, shit. Exactly. And so I think what you're sharing about like how you show up and how you can be activating for people simply because you are deeply rooted mm-hmm. in who you are and the God within you. You are very connected to truth. And I think that energy itself can be uprooting for people, mm-hmm. triggering for people, mm-hmm. activating for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very triggering. Mm-hmm. It took me a thank you for that, by the you're way. Welcome. And you're right. Yeah. I saw it yeah. and I still loved you. Mm. Other people saw it too. And yeah. this is nothing yeah. you not you don't right. know, right? right? And I would hear certain comments and I'm like, that's okay. Mm-hmm. We're all in it. And yeah. and if people are reflecting that side of you by talking about it, they're also in it. Yeah. Right. Mm. So it was interesting for me to also for my own, I was, I love Chris for Chris. I see your heart. Mm. And I know that if you are really in the work, it's going to come up when it yeah. needs to. And that's not up to anyone right. to justify or to explain. If anything, real fucking people being real people and being here and supportive, right. let them have their own experience. And look at us now. We wouldn't be able to have this conversation here today. If I was all judgy about, yeah, you know, I would completely fucking avoid you. Exactly. Like, hate every time I saw you. Exactly. And instead I was just, I see you and yeah. like, I see your journey and it's beautiful. We learn through contrast yeah, or else we wouldn't learn. Yeah. Right. And the level of depth you want to go in that, that's up to you. And the level of suffering you go in that, that's up to you. But you did a great job. You know, a lot Thank of people, you. it takes years for them to get out of that and be where they're at today. So it's great. I had another point to this. What were we talking about? Spiritual ego triggering. Yeah. So it took me a long time to not take it so personal. Mm-hmm. People getting triggered by my truth or the truth. Mm. I would take it so personally. Yeah. I'm like, what? Oh my God. Again, shut down. Shouldn't say anything. Like They're probably making it about you. You are yes, triggering me. Yes, it's yes. like, no, bitch. Yeah, 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 like, what's coming through is oh, triggering yeah, you. Totally. <laughs> yeah. And it took me a long time to this is not about me. Yeah. And that was my spiritual ego. It was like, oh, this isn't about me. I actually have to stick in that anchor and be grounded. And now it's funny because as I transmuted into that, I actually have to say less. Mm-hmm. And people get more gracefully triggered. They still get triggered, but it's more graceful, graceful yeah. because it's an embodiment thing versus right. like a word. The words know? feel like more connecting to the ego mind, to the conscious mind. Yeah. But the energy, it's like, you, yeah, Doesn't it's, lie. it's so deep. They yep. like, yeah. People are like, oh my God, oh my God, she sees me, she sees me, she sees me. <laughs> and it's, that's a lot for people, yeah. you know, but yeah. hey, if you're down for the work and yeah. for it to be really magical, because that's really what it is. Yeah wow, you get to be so free yeah, in who you are. And I'm still discovering that for myself too. You know, I'm still discovering layers of my own feminine expression. Mm. And that's a whole journey, mm. especially with what we see online of, you'll see stories of women dancing and like, oh, I'm in my feminine flow. And it's like, yeah, yeah but you could still be in your masculine doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because you're 100%. still you're just right. conditioned to move like that. Yeah. And you're just, yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. So... 
I'm all for the layers. Yeah, and for sure. I feel like you're in that too. And I love that. <laughs> all I'm, for it. Yeah. I'm proud of us. I'm very high five. High five, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm very proud of us. Yeah. Glad you're in my life. Yeah, me too. And I'm glad that we had the time to drop in mm-hmm. officially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for the people listening, this is the first time we've talked yeah. more than a few minutes, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah, totally. And definitely at this depth, for mm-hmm. sure. And we get to have more now. We get to have more. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for being on the show. Yeah. And again, folks, you can find Tasha. Mm-hmm. maybe soon Natasha <laughs> on Instagram and on yeah. website website is tashacredle.com okay, cool. yeah podcast is Tasha Credle. it's called your expensive self I haven't posted in a couple months but there's some really juice there's like over 50 episodes already um, awesome. within a year really juicy stuff there putting it out there definitely calling in the men who are looking to be in the work and be witnessed by a powerful feminine without her demasculating them Mm. and really being in their full expression unapologetically and ready to do the work. I'm so here for that because I love witnessing their men really just finding who they are by themselves. I'm just here just to witness. Yeah. It's been like some of the most rewarding work. I never thought I'd be doing this, but so yeah, if you are a man listening to this, ready to be activated and disrupted, (laughs) (laughs) please reach out. Mm, please reach out and I just want to give you a future testimonial Mm. to the work that you're doing Mm. because for me that healing that happened over the last probably year year and a half for me Mm. is what prepared me for doing it in relationship and had there been a container that I was aware of you I probably would have dove into it, but I was doing a lot of my work with men. Mm -hmm. And then I realized where that was lacking Mm -hmm. and what I needed to be witnessed in by female. And Mm -hmm. so I was actually doing it. And this is a shout out to all the amazing soul sisters in my life. The women that really intimate platonic relationships that I got to practice in and move through this discomfort that I was still holding these more traditional masculine roles and that bumping up against what I really desired. Mm -hmm. And so I got to practice over really a year Mm -hmm. and had the container been there, I think that it would be incredibly valuable for men to go through that experience Mm -hmm. because it's a whole different energy, a whole different curriculum. Yeah. I do men's work with men and we fucking crush it. Right. But the men's work that you do with men will fucking crush it in a whole nother way. Yeah. And like we were talking about before we recorded, like you said, like preparing them. Yeah. I think too many men wait for the relationship to do the work with the feminine versus getting prepared before and getting themselves into that space of anchored groundedness so that when they're in relationship, it's not that it's not new or that it is new. It's just like, oh, I've practiced. Mm-hmm. I've been going to the practices. Here's the game. Yeah. Here it is. I just had another, this popped up me as you were saying Great. that, is I imagine I was doing that for a lot of women in my life as well. A, lot a of thousand percent. A lot of women I have been intimately connected with over the last couple of years are now with their partnership. Yeah. Their we, union. All need, we need yeah. to practice. Like yeah. now I feel like I can have this with you moving forward. And not that I didn't feel the way before, but I had other men too that helped me give myself permission to be my fullest expression around the masculine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 
yeah, even though there was some situations and experiences that just popped up recently that made me, I guess I was, I had attracted an evidence to make me believe that it wasn't safe. Mm. And that was my work too, to recognize that was just evidence. I don't need to attach to it. But apart from that, this whole year, I've been around men who have, hey, Tash, you want to express yourself? Express. Yeah. Not going anywhere. Yeah. And. Love you more when you express. Yeah. Be in all of it. And like, is there more? Poke. Is there more? Poke. Is there more? Bring it. I can be in it. You know? And I think we're in this beautiful polarity right now between men and women where it's like we can help each other witness each other. And there's more magic in that. Mm. Actually, yes. I wouldn't even say like less or more. Yeah, I was going to say different. that with the more love. I yeah. was like, it's not actually more love. <laughs> no, it's just no. I love just you. Different. I differently love you. Yeah. yeah. Love seeing you in your fullest expression. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're a woman listening to this, you know, maybe being witnessed by you, Chris, <laughs> is a good step. It's a great step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you again. Thank you. This was so much fun yeah, for me. And me I love that this is our life. Yeah, lives. I know. <laughs> it's fucking epic. Thanks for having me. You are so welcome. Mm-hmm. Thank you all for listening. And as always, if you love this episode, please share it with someone you love. Leave mm-hmm. us a review. Mm-hmm. Give us a little comment and reach out to uh, Tasha and I. Yeah, mm-hmm. give us a little love. Mm-hmm. We're into it. Yeah, we're, we're so we're into it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all. Thank you all for listening to this episode of the Fully Expressed Podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed this vulnerable conversation with our guest. And if you enjoy this show, please leave us a review, share it with a friend, and let me know if this has impacted your life in any way. You can message me directly on Instagram at Chris Marhefka. And also, if you want to support this show, the show is fully funded by my company, Training Camp for the Soul. Go over and check out trainingcampforthesoul.com where you can find out about our online programs, in-person retreats, and lots of free offerings where we're helping people to transform their lives radically and permanently. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate you so much for making this dream a reality.